When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Zach Show. And it's only possible because of AI. Hello, beautiful human. I'm Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I've Max. done this before, dude. You know. <laughs> Wait, oh. Was that a slip up? Was that real? Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. You did that a couple weeks ago, too. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> you gotta I'm, keep that. I'm Zach. <laughs> that's I'm Dan. Dan. Hello, that's Matt. And I'm Zach. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back, <laughs> Thanks, my friend. guys. I, God, it's so good to have you in, in the studio. You are an energy like very few have. Oh, well, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. I like, I love the new energy in studio. We got to bring it here. We're, fig- we're figuring out our studio. But yeah, you yeah. have your, uh, you have your energy dialed in. You're a storied performer. You're, uh, you have quite the career, dude. You're also turning into this like K-pop superstar, <laughs> like right before our eyes. There's just a lot to discuss and dive into. <laughs> sure. And you've only been coming on our show in some way, shape, or form for a long time. I mean, I've known you for 12 years. I know. I yeah. Think. Insane. Like your first, your first studio in New York. I remember with yeah. Shelly and, and then everything with Dan. It's been amazing to see the growth. And now we're at the, the crazy Amazon studios. Like, let's go, baby. You, you've been coming on our show a long time. And I, you, you're so fucking special. And I also want to understand your process and how it's changed. But I also got to say thank you for this sweatshirt. Of course, of course. You got us this beautiful quality merch. Yeah, it's so nice. It is Love and Stereo merch. And I got to say, I love and I have seen people out and about with Color Vision hoodies out. I love hearing that. Great. It is more common than you think. (laughs) Cool. And I don't don't know if they're acquiring it solely because they they know it's associated with you or they just love the brand because you you did design something that was very universal thank you man and i i every time i see somebody out with it i talk to them about it and really? it, it's happened more than once uh, yes. that's awesome to hear yeah one of the greatest compliments if they don't know it's almost more of a compliment if they don't know what totally. it is cuz it's like oh you just like the art piece or whoever did it so that's awesome well because it is it's like it's color vision in a bunch of different colors and it's very basic but very universal totally i'm glad you like that thank it, you man yeah you you got something going on there I just try to work with people who put heart into it. Like these ones, Daydreamers, the clothing company, they've never done merch before. They were just like one of my favorite clothing brands. And I just hung out with the owner and she was like, yeah, I'll do it for you. Let's try it. And it's like my favorite merch we've ever made. So Wait, this is, yeah, because the quality is unlike anything I've ever made touched. Made in LA. They, it's a family business. It's cool. I, I love when, you know, they've got that heart. You can feel it. That's very, very cool. Sweet, baby. So how are you picking the people you work with today? <sighs> it's just uh, natural, honestly. It's just like who I've, think that I feel drawn to or the universe brings to me and it just feels right. It just has to be in my gut, I guess. Will you do something where if you work with somebody on a song, you know, they need to work with you on a song for you? Like, do you do a little trade? If they want to, yeah, yeah. I'm all about, I I think that's better because then it feels more like a natural collaboration that grows like obviously with with sugar it was so cool to be on his august d project and then be on my song it's like i feel like it it makes the the connection even stronger but if it's just a one-off thing too that's cool whatever whatever the artist is down for but also by like the second time you work with each other the vulnerabilities and like any sort of like kinks are worked out so you can make the case that the second session is easier than the first i yeah i think so i think i think it it and and i just love that like if if the the fans cross over and it makes sense and people like it then the more collaboration is the cooler you've equated your want and desire for collaborations to being a lonely child is that correct uh probably yeah i think it's just like being an only child solo artist i just want to share it i just want to sh- i want to be able to like text that for- actually um the song it's you on the album with with keshi and, and my boy cody wrote as you guys know um it's like about to hit on 100 million it's fun to have that group text and be like guys look at this like we almost it's just i i like the group text and if it's just me i don't want to just group text myself you know so <laughs> it's nice to have the group text with some other friends definitely lonely to have a group text of one yeah it's like hey me <laughs> we did it me <laughs> no i don't want that <laughs> well there is something to a shared success yeah which i do think fueled your marriage and continues to fuel your marriage totally the greatest collaboration of my life yeah of course. And, and maybe even a part of why you want like had a need or desire to get married because you did i mean compared to, we're the same age right you're 30 yeah yeah 31 yeah i mean to get married not necessarily at an early age at the right age mm-hmm. do you think that had something to do with this desire to have a partner in everything you do 
It's probably underlying, yeah. If 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 the psychology, I think for sure. I mean, with her, it was just it. Like I knew she was it, and it was the thing that made the most sense in my life ever. I mean, everything else around it didn't make any sense, which was crazy. But she made sense. So it's it's the partnership's been incredible and growing with her and our beautiful daughter and maybe expanding family. We'll see. It's just, you know, she's, she's home base. She's the, the foundation of everything. And it, and it gives me my confidence and strength and, and, uh, yeah, I love her so much. The, I had no idea that the relationship started really with her giving you a kiss before you went out on stage yeah. opening for fall up away in Illinois. Crazy. I mean, we, yeah, that was our first, I'll never forget that our first kiss, you know, our mutual best friend who uh, introduced us, she's the godmother now. She was, you know, we were all backstage and I'm literally about to go on stage and we had that kiss in the parking lot and we just got to go back to that venue, Tinley Park, for the first time since that first kiss on this tour with Big Time Rush this summer and like I surprised her, like reproposed her and it was, it was cute. So it's, it's, I'll never forget in that little parking lot in the gravel, our first kiss. But there is something to when somebody meets you in your domain but also like in what has owned a lot of your life for a very long time Mm -hmm. right and i think that's like one of the things that we share is like you have a totally different career than me but like very engulfed in it from a very early early age Mm -hmm. it's very hard to find somebody who totally understands that yeah absolutely i mean with with Emily, she was not her world at all. She like, she just did it for the love. He like flew the second date we had, she flew to North Carolina from Chicago <laughs> to like stay in the bus with me and like definitely was not, she had never done any of that. And it would I kinda, go on to like live with you on a bus for full it, tour. It was insane. Yeah. She, we lived on a blow up mattress in the back of the van from the next tour, the headline tour. And she sold merch and she like, I definitely sucked her into my world, <laughs> you know? And, and we're just getting to the point, which is really special and important to have more of a balance in our partnership. And it's so great to see that you know she's always been in the videos and all of the stuff but I feel like now more than ever people are really like honoring her and respecting her and and it makes it even more enjoyable to do this together because it's it's our world again it's what you said the cloud it's not just mine it's like she feels a part of it so it's never lonely it's beautiful and and I gotta say and I don't want to like bring back unearth like crappy memories but like there's a moment in time where people were telling you that success was not coming your way because you are married because you chose to share the fact that you're married. Yes, sir. Did I remember that so vividly? Yeah, yeah. It Crazy. Was, it was intense, uh, but, you know, it just, that was one of the first, like, big no's in my life. I feel like I've always been a yes man before Emily, and then that moment where it was like, no, nah, you got to be single and, like, date some famous girls and go on carpets, <laughs> live verbatim, was said to me. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to do it this way, and if it doesn't work out, whatever, you know? Like, how can you do it inauthentically? You're, you're doing just fine. Thanks, baby. Crazy because your biggest songs are written about Emily. <laughs> I know. Now they are. But at the time, they were like, nah, who knows? We'll see. But it is crazy. Like, it really, she's the fuel. But also at the time, too, Lights Down Low, isn't that about her? Yeah, but well, that was the whole thing. That was the song <laughs> like, that the certain people at the time didn't want me to be open about the story of it, like proposing to her with it. And the first song I, I, I wrote, co-wrote for her and... And, and that was the immediate moment of, they were like, nah, nah, you got to just keep it a secret. And I was like, how can I not tell the truth of the story of the song? Like that was the first time I really told the truth of a song and really special. That's one that's lasted. I can make the case that that song changes your life in a way that like you'd worked towards for a long time, but like, yeah, bro forever i i brought my family from australia to your show you my, did yeah, my boyfriend and his sister oh so and cool. i played Thanks. your music and i was like do you know instantly really that song, yes wow dude it's globally known that's so cool forever and that's it's it was worth the the uh i would say uh, bravery but that's only because of her that i i had the courage to 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 fight for that i guess and and so satisfying that it never gets old i know a lot of friends of mine who have their biggest song they get tired of it and i'm never gonna get tired of that you one can. so i can't it's it's forever for us it was also you and emily were ranking all the songs <laughs> yeah, you guys I know, wrote I know. about her and that came in number three you know i'm gonna be really honest <laughs> this, is, number one. this is the zach sank show it's in. it's like i i have to be we were talking about that the other day and honestly kind of earnest that she said that she ranked them because it actually was just <laughs> where we were in our relationship she ranks them less on the songs and how we as a couple 
were together and that, like how it affected her memory. Because Lights yeah. Down Low, even though forever such a special song for us, we were in sort of a tumultuous part of our relationship. It was totally. I was fighting off these people telling me I was killing my career by being open about her and all of this stuff. And that put a lot of stress on us. And she wasn't quite in a place where she felt that she was living her full truth. She was like so sucked into my world. But those later songs, it's you with Keshi and Stephen and Love. Now it's like we're at the most balanced place of our relationship. So she feels more of a happy memory toward those songs. So it's weird because the songs like are our relationship. They they go through it. But ranking them is hard. Like I can't, it's so weird yeah, to rank it's them. Connected it to her to it's connected to her reality. Exactly. So it's not based on quality of song. It's based on what you were going through at the time and what's captured in that. Yes. It's cool. Exactly. What the fuck was going on with butterflies? That came <laughs> last. And I told you three days ago, that was my favorite, <laughs> That's your favorite. song. No, I don't know why. That one, that, that one was cool. We were fine then. But I think, you know what? I think, was that right before she got pregnant? I guess so. That was like right before she got pregnant. So I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for her. She'll, <laughs> she has to tell you why that one isn't on the top two. How old? How often do you write music? Um, I go in waves. Uh, it's so funny. Like, whatever, I'll just say it. I'm in the moment. But I, ironically, there's this song called Obsessed uh, by this artist, Ayumu. And, and he, uh, we just FaceTimed this morning. I heard it like four days ago. I hit him up. I was like, I want to jump on this song. I wrote a verse to it. And literally, like, I'm recording it tomorrow. So, like, if inspiration hits, it takes me 10 minutes. But if I'm in a writing mode, I feel like I'm either in writing mode where I write for months or I'm in marketing mode and promo mood. Like, yeah. They're very two separate brains, and I only have enough for one of them while being a dad and a husband, I guess is the best way to say it, you know? I totally understand that. So you kind of bunch up your sessions, essentially? Like, yeah. you do a season of sessions? I, th but I like to, you know, unless, again, like the inspiration just drops. But yeah, like this last album we did, you know, a lot of in my parents' garage, most of the main songs, <laughs> as, as you guys know. And then, you know, we did some cool, like, writing camps where we had, like, four rooms going at once, and I was jumping between the rooms throughout the day and those were interesting experiments. So I kind of like to just like bunch it all together and see what happens. How much of the writing is coming from you and coming uh, as opposed to other people? Like, and are you working with the same people every time now? A lot. It's a lot of crossover. Like, shout out to Ahmad Royal, my boy. We did Blueberry Eyes together, Love Me mm. Less, Stupid and Love Now together. So we've done a lot of stuff consistently. Um, and then Cody Deer, who I know you guys saw on stage. He's amazing. He did a lot of the album. So there's definitely a lot of consistent players that keep the 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 energy in the heart. And then some some new energies jump in and out, which is nice. So it kind of gives that variation. There is a sound that is uniquely yours. Have you figured out how to describe it or what it really is? <sighs> it's funny because I feel like with Stupid in Love, it's sort of the first time I'm starting to kind of recognize it in a way yeah. that where people are saying that. And I think it was, to be honest with you, a sound that I was sort of like running away from for a bit. It's almost like an acceptance stage with all of it. Like ever since we've known each other from Nickelodeon and there's just like this warmth, I guess, that, and this like, there's this joy that I think I've been collaborating with a lot of Nickelodeon people recently. And I feel like I'm realizing that there was a lot of shame in it for a lot of us. Mm. Like, it's like, we're in a box. You're never going to get out of that box, you know? And now I just feel like it's all a part of us. Why, why avoid it? It's still a part, it's a special part and I think in the same way, some of these songs that connect the most are from the same space. It's almost like this, I believe in magic and dreams and this sort of that, that energy of songs. And those are usually the ones for me that end up connecting the most where it's like this whimsical feeling, I guess. And I think that's the sound. Well, but the, because most of the songs you, if not all are positive, I mean, or maybe they the sound ones that connect positive. Yeah. seem to. Yeah. Which is awesome. There is also something to the sonic style that you're doing, and I think it's connecting now more than it has in the past because I think of, like, where we're going in music, which is, like, really weird, but I think we're going... You, you have a lot of live instrumentation, but you also sound very nostalgic, right? Like, it's... Yeah, I guess. It's, I don't mean to, but like, I've gotten that recently. Yeah, it's, like, old school, like... But it's, it's somewhat theatrical, but still, like, very structured. But, like, I don't know. I It's... We're... I think what we're going to find in the next, like, year, two years, whatever, like, the next cycle of music is going to be very nostalgic energy and very vintage feeling. Sure. And you just happen to be making styles of music like that for a while. Yeah. And I think your lyrical story, like, your content is exactly what you said. But, like, the sonics around it, like, the musical, like, instrumentation is, it's been very different for a long time. You know? Thank you for saying that, man. Uh, you're popping the fuck off. Oh, thanks, baby. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's fun to see it connect when 
you know, we even Stupid in Love, which is the main song, we started writing that three years ago. It's not like a, like we came, it started now. Like that sax solo was riffed three years ago at the end. And I always wanted sax solos on my songs. And I feel like a lot of the people I work with, it's not like in the trend, you know? And that's totally a good lesson to just like go with your heart and hope that it can. And it's been so satisfying that some of those elements that are not as popular in whatever totally. music we're in are connecting. Cause it's like, wow, I knew that somebody wanted it. You know, <laughs> you just I knew somebody it wanted while. it. Yeah, exactly. It's I, it, yeah. You're coming into your season. Thanks man. I can feel it. Oh, it was a really great show. Yes. Uh, you. When was it? Two days ago? That was, yeah. Two or three days ago, man. That was a packed house. <laughs> it was so fun, man. I'm glad you guys were there for it. It was amazing. Thank you. You really haven't made, you, you have a great energy that's very unique and there's nobody like you. Plus you have a great support system. Yes, definitely. I mean, love has to make you a better artist. A hundred percent. I think it's the priority. And so I think for a long time, when we even first met, I career was everything. Like I just was trying to just, you know, go up the ranks. And then I think that in these last few years, ironically, I feel like in the best stage of career and it's not the priority. It's not what I'm, that's not first. Like going to school with my daughter is first, being with my wife is first. And like that empowerment is really beautiful to just enjoy it more. Like I don't hate myself anymore. It's so nice. You know, it's like, I just, I'm going to cry. I just feel, I just feel happy to be here. Whatever happens next is cool, but just being happy to be here is a nice feeling. But there is something to saying that you prioritizing your career and yourself laid a foundation yeah, and like gave you 10, 15, 20, 30,000 hours of expertise yes. that has allowed you to prioritize and balance today. Very valid. I think you're so right. And, and, and I think that you got to go through the, the rough patches. You, it, you know, as much as I'm positive, like I think the rough patches are what solidify whatever you are going for, whatever you believe in. And they test if you really want to be singing those songs or saying those lyrics. Is that yeah. really what you represent? And those rough patches for me definitely solidified that. You do work rags into your set, which I respect. Thanks, It's, it's a quick moment. Just quick. Um, you give it the right amount of attention. Thank you. I think, again, I had a really... Touring with the Big Time Rush guys this last summer, doing the forum, like doing those rooms and seeing such a deep, love and you know i know there's a nostalgia element but it but it really felt like a piece of a lot of people's hearts and i think for a long time i was just avoiding that i was like that's i can't just be that and so now honoring it in the same way that like i love when bieber does baby in his set yeah. it doesn't mean that he hasn't evolved but it's it's i think it's important to acknowledge the people that have been with you for a long time but it takes you having to evolve in order for you to acknowledge it yes definitely definitely um, but it's it's really fun, man. And I have like an unreleased song with Kiki that people have been talking about, which is fun. And maybe wow. we'll release it finally. It's like been a long time and one of my favorite songs. So maybe it's time to to get it all going. When did you do that? So long ago. The story of the song is crazy. It like was uh, co-written with the same people who did like Like a Virgin from Madonna. I've had it forever. It's like an amazing song. And then Kiki jumped on it a few years ago. We almost put it out, but then it wasn't the right time. And I've just been playing it. I do these like VIP uh, bus tour sessions, just like six mm. or seven people, super, super chill. And I just play unreleased songs. And that I've been playing for like three years and it's like the favorite. And so it's funny because it's I'm uh, feeling like it's starting to maybe be time to release it into the world because it's, it's a special one. Do it. Why not? It's time. Yeah. What what approvals do you need on that? I just make sure it works with her. I think like she, of course, she's a movie star. I love everything she's doing. So I think we were going to release it and she had like nope coming out. I mean, she's killing it. So it's like <laughs> not the right time. We got to make a video, whatever. So it'll come when it's it's time. For, hopefully soon. Wow. That's a good one. She's the best. I'm, it's so satisfying to see her just thrive and become an amazing mother. And I love seeing, it's cool to have this relationship with people that at this time in our life, like it's cool to see the growth. No, I, yeah, it is wild, right? Crazy. It is. It's like scary because I've known you. Yep. I mean, when did you start? Before Rags came out and before yeah. How to Rock. Yeah. So yeah. what is that? 12 years? 11 years? Mm, I think 13. I <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get hot. I know. It's kind of nice though. I've been really, again, it's the acceptance <laughs> stage. Like I think at first you freak out about it and then you're like, no, man. We're, we're here. It's yeah. good. We've got so much to look at and enjoy. And it's, yeah. But I'll, I'll say this, you know, as, as people progress and advance and evolve in life and career, some things remain the same no yeah, matter yeah. what. Yeah, yeah. I've been dealing with something recently that just is a constant, and I love it. It just is like, it fulfills me because it just reminds me of like every other moment in for the last 14 years or whatever it's been. And um, yeah, just special. It's just like some things never change in the best ways, you know? Yeah. 
I don't know. This is, it's been, I rem, I'll never forget uh-huh. meeting you. I didn't smoke weed at all back then because I was a fucking fetus <laughs> child. Um, so I remember everything so vividly and yeah, the yeah. trauma. Um, <laughs> but like you had a moment of escape. I remember we were like trying to get segues in Washington, yep. D.C. Yeah, of course. And that was, and like, dude, you coming, everybody was talking about you. Really? Everybody, yeah, because like you were this, like you, you were this, this thing, this force, this triple threat, <laughs> this, the, you were on Broadway, obviously. Yes, sir. 13, what's good? Let's go. You performed many, many, many different stages. Uh, and you also had modeled professionally and everybody was talking about you working with Madonna. Yes, indeed. So you bring up Madonna again, full circle as Crazy. this man m- modeled with her. And was it like, a, what what campaign was it? Uh, Dolce & Gabbana. Casual. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then uh, it, people were just like very much like, ooh, he's coming. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this, people I- in the Nickelodeon s- circle, which I would assume in most, you know, even network circles, like when every cast member from every show is together in one place, Dude, people are like insecure and people are like trying to figure yeah. out like what's going on and everybody just doesn't know if what they have is going to be forever. And it's like, dude, you play Gibby. Like, I don't think Max can fucking play Gibby. Yeah, true. Relax. That's right. Gibby, he was he with was us. There. I remember, of course. No, it was a great Getting guy. Getting the segues. Great fucking guy. Yes. But it was very interesting to see. Like people were very, you know, they, they were, what was going on? Yeah. You know? Yeah. They were aware of you. What a what a time, man! And I remember I'm a diehard Knicks fan, and we got to slime Carmelo Anthony that same trip on yeah, that, that Worldwide Day of Play, and we saw Michelle Obama. That was a core cool memory a trip. One. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I was I did like a dance with Logan from Big Time Rush yesterday to the Stephen Love song, and somebody put the pictures together of me with Logan sliming Carmelo Anthony and us doing the dance yesterday. Like it's oh, it's, it's like, cool to see the. However many years, it's it's awesome. That's iconic. It was oh my god, I'll never forget. It's so sick. And of course, we're so tiny. He had to like sit down <laughs> for us to stand on top of something to slime him. I was like amazing. Did I remember seeing him in the tent back there and being like, "What is that? That Dude. is a that is a superhuman being." Yeah. Again, first time I met LeBron, he comes up to me. He's like, "My kids love the shows," and he like shook my hand. His hand was the size of my body. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Nice to meet you too, LeBron." Double handed. I was like, "Let's." <laughs> no, whatever. It was. It was. Uh, That's what, what that, a cool trip. Yeah, that was a wild. And that was one. the first time we met, which is just insane. It never, it never ends. And Dylan Lane is still one of my best friends to this day. He was I, with us. I love seeing you guys still be friends. He's the best. He's a special guy. He is a he bucket is. and Skinner. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Damn. 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 Now he's making motorcycles and tatted up. It's so awesome. Really? Yeah, it's a whole different vibe. He's making music though still, He does right? amazing music. Beautiful. Shout out Dylan Lane. His, his music's more Americana. It's gorgeous. Love it. Folk is coming back, baby. 2024. Yeah, baby. Let's go. No, Euro girl, let's folk. go, my boy. That's what they say. What are you, what are you about to well, say? Well, you mentioned like a few minutes ago you've been collaborating with people from Nickelodeon recently. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. are they? And like, what do you guys work? Like, oh is my it gosh. on the album? Can a lot of it's just TikTok stuff. It's so okay. fun. I mean, I'm really having, like, I hated the TikTok thing as many artists do. I just got my own. Dude, congratulations. Last week I got my own, yeah. I think you get over a hump and then you start having a lot of fun. And yeah. now I'm having like so much fun with it. I'm sure people can tell, like doing the dances on like the People's Choice Award carpets with Emily and like the Knicks games. But yesterday, like Dan- Daniela Monet was at my house yesterday. We did some dances. That was <laughs> I fun. Uh, we had Kira from Thundermans yesterday, so a lot of like, just like really uniting the Nickelodeon gang. It's been it's been cool, but um, but yeah, uh, I, I wrote a song with Kendall a couple weeks ago too. So who I'm knows? Sick. We'll see. It's it's we're all having fun. It just makes you happy. It yeah, it just makes me happy. That's the vibe. That's what it is. So. You got to show up to a party 101 by Matt Bennett. Eh? I, that's what Daniela said. Yeah, might have to. We'll see. He's doing yeah. he's doing it, man. No, he is. Oh my god, I love Daniela Monet. Such a sweet human. Great mom, too. Yeah. Re- yes. Great, great, great mom. And that's like my, that's my standard now. That's the point of my life. And like, <laughs> great mom. And by the way, I got to say, great businesswoman. Yes. Has made incredible investments. I love Daniela. I love you. I see you on my Instagram all the freaking time. I pass her sugar taco. She has two sugar taco restaurants. She has investment in outstanding foods. I mean, sister is out there. She's a queen. No, she gives fucking Shark Tank. <laughs> she I'm does. I'm here for it. She does. It was, yeah, it was really cute. It was cute to like introduce her to Emily and like my Emily hasn't, we're like pretty young parents in LA, you know, so we haven't had as many friends who have kids. So it's nice to bond with somebody who gets it. Yeah. So. Can you explain that to me? Like the kid thing in LA? Yeah. Cause I'm now in a phase of like, oh, let me acquire just couple friends. Yeah. Like, the thought of acquiring Zach, couple what's it parent like, friends. I, this is the first interview where you're just like kind of glowing and you're in uh, love and it's really cute. It's, how, how you feeling, babes? I'm feeling great. Good. It's really special. I love that it's, you're looking for couple friends. Thanks. Yeah. I'm in the process. So 
you guys want to hang out, I got you, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let me know. This um, because I'm looking. Good. Uh, very much looking. <laughs> I, I got you. Um, it's cute. I love. You know, it's it's uh, it's rare. Again, it's it's just LA. It's like yeah. anywhere else. There's you know, we're not really young parents, but out here, like most of the people that have kids, they're like us, are like ten years older than us. So it's you know, just an interesting bond. It's different, but um. But I love it. I love that it's just a different, uh, it's different doorway of life. Seeing, you know, I watch Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, so much <laughs> masterpiece of a movie. The Cars series, cinematic masterpieces. I'm rediscovering incredible movies. Well, yeah, you go back yes. to your childhood. You could, <sighs> like, has there been something that you were excited to share with her? Ooh, um, I mean, I'm ready for Harry Potter. We're not quite there uh, yet, but I'm I'm excited for that. But even Finding Nemo, I remember watching that with my grandma. Big, and and, and it was her favorite first movie. So we went to the aquarium and all that stuff. It was cute. Do you remember what movie shaped you into the performer you are today? Ooh, what a great question. Like, there is a moment though. I feel like everybody has it. You know, I don't. It wasn't a movie, but Lion King on Broadway was. Oh, yeah. Um, and I got to hang out with Julie Tanmore the other day, and it was really cool to just be like can't wait to bring my daughter when she's four. That's the first time I saw Lion King and that like changed the trajectory of my life. So yeah, I would say that one. That's I, the one I remember. I totally get that. Yeah. And by the way, one of the rare Broadway gems that should run forever. Still going forever. And it was cool to hear her. She's like, no, I still cast everybody in the show. I was like, what an amazing <laughs> thing that like it's a piece of your soul to keep casting people 30 years later. Do you want to go back to stage eventually? Maybe. We'll see. You know, it's got to be the right thing. Um, but I would love to. I just think I'm just so inspired by music right now that it's it. like, you got to pick and choose. So at some point, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like to. Dabble, go do a season, you know? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in for the right thing. Again, it was an honor that she asked to meet and was interested in this project. So that was cool. So um, who knows? We'll see what happens. What is the project? What I can't it? say. It's her thing. It's not me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but she's a, she's, a, she's a genius, man. It was really an honor to like just be in her house and her pitching me i was like what is happening right now she was like she was running around the room showing me the show i was like what i'm sitting here and you're talking to me like you're an icon so that was that was very humbling well that's a really just like take a second to be in that position for a second yeah yeah there's many moments where you've been running around pitching yourself to a bunch of people yes <laughs> how often are you ever pitched to it's it's not it's I'm not used to it. You're right because I think I've always been a go getter. So when things come, but I gotta say the you best, work harder than most people I know. That's very nice of you. Saying. No, it's when when people go like who works really hard, you're on my list of five people I go that works hard. And by the, the company's really fucking good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm grateful. I yeah. I I it's it, I it, the work is easy. I'm passionate about it. You know. So it's like it's hard work, but it's easy to do. Um. But I would say. That, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the best things that have happened to me have actually been the ones that come, have come to me. It's crazy. I keep trying to remind myself that, you know? Um, so it's, it's, I'm trying to receive more, I'm trying to manifest abundance as my wife would say. That's the right approach. But I do think it's hard to retrain your mind because there's a part like, dude, you did more radio promo than most artists <laughs> I know. And a part of that is going around and just selling yourself yeah. and you train yourself to just always be in this mode of essentially pitching and explaining why you're a value and it, it, and yes like you show it right by existing but you still need to explain it to people that will buy into it to help add to your growth yes and yeah it, it, I don't, it, I, yeah it's weird like i feel like people it, it's hard to go from chasing to just receiving it is it is but it's but again, not to bring, keep bringing my, Ooh, I love Dude, my wife. Why not? <laughs> I love her too. Uh, but, but it's cool to see that she has really, um, grounded me to make sure that I just enjoy the receiving a little bit more, like you're saying, because I, I don't think I've ever been able to enjoy this, even this album process, like putting out the album, usually it's like, Oh, what's next. And, and, just being able to receive the moment is really special because, you know, it's the cliche is life is short. We just have to enjoy these 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 pockets a little bit more and and seeing these wonderful things come and getting used to that, like you're saying, and, and just being able to say thank you rather than trying to like compliment back or just to receive anything is uncomfortable at first, I guess. So I'm just trying to enjoy and work through with my therapist that that comfort. How do I just keep it more comfortable? Healthy. Healthy. Yeah. Well, with the album, yeah. Butterflies was released. <laughs> you love Butterflies. Well, no, I'm just, it's the start. No, it was released yeah. in 2001. The album didn't come out until 2004. Oh, no, 2021. 2000, shit, it wasn't 25 years. It came out in 2000. It's been 23 years, baby. <laughs> Feels like it. Yeah, he made the song when he was <laughs> eight. Butterflies came out in 2021. Album's yes. out in 2024. Yes. Why Why three well, years between those? Wasabi was close to that, too. No? Wasabi was 2022. I know. The album's really just like a, all of the things together. But I also, like, they felt like songs that needed a home. And, and it was the process of getting here. 
you know? And so I think that was the decision. I was like, these can't just like live in the ether. I need Mm -hmm. them. And they did all fit in. They were all from the same inspiration. It felt like the different flavors of, of love and the different sounds. So it fit right. But I know that they, they were old songs, but it's cool to see that people are rediscovering them or if like somebody just heard the new stuff, maybe they never even heard these songs. So it's a good reminder for me that it's either a Dan's favorite song, which is an honor or it's somebody's just seeing it never heard it, you know? And by the way, there is strategy to that, right? So if somebody goes to your, your album to listen to one, chances are it's going to play the next one. And if it's something that's great, right? Take your best work and make sure it's on there. Butterflies is an amazing song. So it shouldn't stand alone. It should have an album. Totally. Uh, Was that the first song you made for this? Probably, yeah, I think it was. That was the first song, yeah, because it almost was on the last album. So that's how, <laughs> that's how old it is. That's how old it is. Back in 2001. But 2001. Does that set anything sonically up for you for this album, or do I, your creative goals change after that? Great question. I think it sets up uh, the the storytelling. I think that's the biggest, because there's a lot of sonic landscapes on the album that have been fun to explore and keep it diverse, but I think that as far as just keeping the vulnerability of the songs and and where they come from that set the that the set the standard i would say got it yeah i, I and by the way you can kind of hear it but question yeah uh can we talk about say less for a second yeah let's talk about it are you aware of the show always sunny in philadelphia i don't i've ne- i know the show but i've never really seen it my producer is convinced that the song sounds like dayman from Always Sunny, I don't hear it, but I don't know the song. Maybe we'll let the internet decide. It's Uh-oh. a great song. No, it's good. It's good. It's I'm good. getting sued. I didn't even know. It. <laughs> no, I don't think it's, no, a, no, it's no, not no, a song cool. like that. Don't no, worry. No, 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 that's awesome. Cool. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love. Oh, Duckworth has like always been one of my favorite artists. So it was so cool that he joined and he's like jumped out for some shows and he's just the coolest guy ever. So that was that was really fun with that song and it's been it's been a groovy one. By the way, if Jordan wants to come in and make her case, you're more than invited to. Yeah, yeah. You let me know. Yeah, you're, you're you know open forum here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again. I don't know the song, so I'm going to be like, yeah, you're right. I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like a song that's in a musical that they do in oh, the show. Dang, really? Yeah, I think you'll be fine. All right, cool, cool. You're Hopefully okay. not. Always Sunny in Philadelphia sues Max. Oh, that's what we want, eh? Before Max HBO. <laughs> La Seraphim. Yes. Can you explain to me why and how you work with K-pop artists that may be different than other people? It's just a, a lot of respect. It's a really beautiful, again, it's a limited process for me. I've, I've only worked with a few groups, but... Um, okay, yeah, a few. It's been amazing. Yeah, but you've th- sold a couple songs too. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it's been amazing to, you know, I, I, the BTS song with Yet to Come, co- co-writing that. And, and Happily Ever After with TXT is one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs I've ever co-written. Again, done in my parents' garage. All the little magics in the parents' garage. Um, Never change that. I, I don't think I can, you know. It's like at this point, you know, I've got these way overqualified writers. My mom's making muffins. It's just the, <laughs> it's just what is what it is. These songs are coming. So, um, but back to the Seraphim. Um, really cool. You know, I was, I was in Korea in May and I was working with one of the BTS producers, P-Dog, who I love, and I've, I've gotten to work with a bunch of times. And while I was there, the A&R for BTS said, uh, while you're in town, do you mind writing with one of my, my best friend's groups? He's an A&R as well. They're called the Seraphim. And I was like, oh yeah, I love the Seraphim. Of course, I would love to try. So, <laughs> um, you know, they just had a track they sent me and I was like writing songs in the car between promos, trying to like just do something. And, uh, and I got to the studio and just me in this little studio room with them and just the producers. And uh, they gave me this really sweet um, album from them. And Hyun Jin had written this lovely note on it. And it was very earnest. You know, it's a, it's sort of traditional there, especially to like give your gift. album and write a gift and yeah. write, write a letter. But there was something about this one that just felt like really, really earnest. So I extended my trip. She was performing live. I got to go see her and meet her. And she's from Albany, New York. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, that's crazy. Like... You know, growing, growing up in upstate New York and everything. So we talked and I just got <laughs> along with her. And then I sent her Stupid in Love and she loved it and she jumped on and that was it. So it was like really, again, the universe sent it. I wasn't really looking for that. Yeah. Like it came naturally. And again, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So grateful she's a part of it. A big through. So, okay. Where are you at when you write Stupid in Love? I'm assuming you're feeling Stupid in Love. Yes, um, I was. And it was actually Cody Deer, who I keep mentioning, <laughs> um, we... I was, my last time I was working with another amazing producer and he got very popular very quickly. And he, his name's Roger. I love him. I, I'm, I'm so glad he's doing Jack Harlow. He's crazy. But he did most of my last album and he's sort of a keys wizard. And Cody was playing all the stuff on keys live. And I was like, I feel like Cody could write these songs with me. Like, so the first song we co-wrote was Stupid in Love in my garage. <laughs> 
And it was crazy uh, because, you know, I just believed in him. I was like, I feel like he could do it. And that was his first session. And we started, we did years of sessions after, obviously. But it's really cool that I think the magic of it being one of his first times and with another guy, Nolan Sipe, who I wrote Love Me Less With, it was just like a very cozy room. Like there was no pressure. And so the song just kind of came pouring out and, and I'm so glad it's the one that's connecting because I don't think anybody heard it as the one connecting, to be honest with you, for a long time. Like a lot of the powers that be weren't like prioritizing it. Uh, but then the more it stayed with us, the more people started to hear it, which is really cool because I always believed in it. So when was this done? It was like done b- before La Seraphim, before she got on it. I mean, it was done. It was done for years. It was done for like two years. The same exact production, everything. The sax solo, everything was done. There's something to that. Like timeless records hang around. Yes. Timeless records don't get released instantly. I, I'm that type. I, it's not in every situation, but I think there's a common thread there. I think if it still feels fresh, yeah. however long later. So yeah, that was that was the story. And then luckily she, you know, I sent her Woe, which is on the album too, and Stupid in Love, and she chose Stupid in Love. And so great taste. Do you think Stupid in Love needed a female vocalist to like be as popular and successful as it, as it is? I think it completed it for yeah. sure. And I've, like, you know, you guys have heard my music. I'd never have female duets. I don't no. know why I keep having these male duets. I keep singing these love songs <laughs> with other guys. Yeah. <laughs> like Rikeshi, Alligaddy, <laughs> Nash. I'm just like, we love our girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> so it's really cool to have, I've always dreamed of having a female duet and she just nailed it. So, uh, and she's such a special artist and I'm really glad that I, I mean, she's a superstar. Everybody sees that now. But I think at the time, again, even I, I, I felt like I just I feel like this often. I'm starting to really lean into it. Sometimes I believe in something so much and I don't understand why other people don't get it. It kills me. But I'm starting to really be like, that's fine. If they don't get it, as long as you get it, just keep pushing for that. Mm-hmm. And and with her on it and everything, like I was like, this is so perfect why is everybody not freaking out over this like i'm so excited about this and to be honest with you a lot of people that help make the decisions just didn't know and (laughs) i felt really empowered to be like it's okay you don't get it because you'll get it when it's time i guess i'm that's as i get older i start to realize like that part of me i don't need to feel insecure about that i just need to believe in it and hopefully it connects with the people who matter which are the fans damn it's crazy that you had to convince people that this was of substance. Dude, it never stops, man. Same with Sugar. Same with Sugar. Same with Keshi. Yeah, same with also- Lil Uzi Vert. That was the first one ever. Lil Uzi Vert, I will never forget the powers that be at the time. We're like, we can get a, a different rapper. I was like, why? He's amazing. <laughs> why would we not? And now it's so satisfying to see him become this global superstar because he's at the core, he's this sweet, short king who I know is just <laughs> a good guy. So I love seeing it. Damn, you worked with Uzi in 2015. Yeah. Wow, you Crazy. were way ahead of everyone else, weren't you? He was just on the Fall Out Boy tour with me, the same tour that Emily and I met. And we were just in between, we were the acts in between acts. It was Hoodie Allen, then me, then Wiz Khalifa, then him, then me and Fall Out Boy. It was like, <laughs> wow. we would jump out with DJ Drama, who's the best, who introduced us. And so, yeah, we just like, we're hanging backstage every day. So, love him now. Sometimes I see him at festivals and he's just, you know, like coming in and just... <laughs> flying in real quick and leaving so I, I love them I forget that you're signed to a label I, I love my label I love my team but I don't think I'll ever act like it you know no matter what happens to me I think that that independent feeling is always going to be there and I think that it's great to have that mindset while having a stellar team to accentuate all of it you know and, and correct me if I'm wrong you were independent right like, yeah a long time until what album well technically well, Color Vision was like on Sony, but through a distribution label. So yeah. I don't know what you would say that. It's still independent, yeah. but all my deals are always independent. It's always a licensed deal. So like I'm with Warner Records right now, who I love. They've been amazing. They're a great family and and I adore them. And and so it's it's been And cool. that's a license? License as well. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Not to get into music. <laughs> music no, but you own is, it. Yes, always. Damn. Always. Can you tell me, like, what was it like opening your first big check from Lightstone Low? Really cool. I bought a house. <laughs> I bought the house where my daughter lives. I mean, <laughs> I think that that's the beauty of these songs. I don't think I'll ever sell my catalog for that reason, you know, because it's just really? they're part of my soul. I've been offered a lot and it just doesn't make sense. You know, I just, I respect those who do it because it, maybe it opens something else for their life. But knowing that like Lights Down Low bought the house where my daughter gets to grow up, like, and I wrote that for her mom, like that's really special. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, it's cool. I mean, I've never, again, like I've said it before, like I've never seen somebody work harder for a song. So <laughs> I just really wanted to understand like what it was like and how gratifying it was to open that check. I mean, yeah. because by the way, you work really hard in music and you don't see that money for a minute. No, 
Years. Like, it could be a long time. Maybe five sometimes, honestly. Good for artists to know out there. Like, you're you're way more in debt than you are making money for a very long time. Totally. Yeah. Even with hits out. Even with hits, because you got to invest in them. Yeah. You got to keep throwing as much as you can to make it grow. So, you know... It's and that, that was all mine at the time. I was throwing everything I had. I had no savings. I was just yeah. throwing everything I could into those songs, getting in those vans, doing the bus, whatever. And I gotta say, like, you had a good partner in that guy, Eric Olson. I love Eric. He texts me every day whenever he, something works out, you know? Dude, like he's the best. And no, that he, motherfucker carried he it. He came to my house and built the table in my house with me for my daughter. That's <laughs> he's you know such a freak. He's a he's a fa- <laughs> he's family to me forever, you know. Dad, I'm gonna cry. I, that makes me very emotional. I watched you work really hard. Well, thanks, brother. I'm very uh, proud. I'm giving you a hug in the middle of this interview. No, Sorry, please. Guys. That's a good one. You deserve this success. It makes me very happy. Love you very much. Love you, brother. Right, go God, I love you. This is adorable. No, it's, you know, dude, when you watch people work so hard. No, I know. It's been, it's been great to watch time. you rise. Thanks, baby. We talk. Dan, get over dude, here. Dude, I'll tell you this. People, people fought that song. People fucking fought it. Yes. People didn't get it. It was a mid-tempo record with a <laughs> rapper in it. No, like at the what? time, like people were so stupid. Oh, brother. They were really dumb. Thank I'm you, proud man. of you. I love you. Man. I love you. Thank I'm very you. happy for you. And I've watched you fall in love. <laughs> yeah. I've known you since be- fucking before your last girlfriend. Yes, you have. <laughs> so I've known you a long time. I know. So when people think I'm just crying over a stranger, no, not a stranger. This is special. I've you've ever cried in an interview with us together. This no, is so sweet. I'm just very happy for you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm very like God. You deserve the success. It's Thank you. really great. Thank you. Uh, do do our radio <laughs> hits? Crying. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, use this. Use, use the hoodie. Yeah, 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 get yeah. those. Get the heart in that hoodie. You brought you a giant nice. Our radio hits important to you though, because there are some songs on the album that sound like they could be on the radio. Thanks, brother. I'm all about it. You know, like yeah. I would love Stupid in Love to do its thing in all the ways. You know, but um, but again, it just should. enjoying the ride. I hope, I hope, I hope it does. We'll see what happens. But I'm just. I'm to be honest with you, the radio thing is awesome. Any of this stuff is awesome. Like strings being in an Apple commercial was amazing. Like I know it's a small thing, but to me, I was like, I've, no, that's Apple commercial was just like so. That's a small. That thing. was so cool. I was like, what? And I gotta say, like things have changed, right? Like you don't need a radio hit anymore because it doesn't matter. What you want is like a sync hit, like a sure. fucking Apple commercial. Yeah, you sure. want a TikTok moment. And by the way, if you get other moments within culture, if you tap into other fucking streams of attention. Like what people give their attention to, that radio just is a byproduct of all of it. I just want community. I want. I, I think that all that stuff, and if radio it helps make that community even more excited, you know, I love people being a part of this story. Even again, I keep talking about stupid in love, but it's been one of the most wonderful experiences because I've always wanted to dance for a song, and <laughs> I um, and two fans in their bedrooms made this dance. Like we it's didn't so ask good. for it; it just happened. Like all these manifesting things happen, and it's been so fun to do that dance everywhere, and then invite those young choreographers to the show to do it in person. It's like it's cool to help just make those dreams like be a part of those people's dreams yeah. like it's it's not about the song anymore it's about what it means to so much more and that takes away all of the ego like that's why i do music because i want to look out at that crowd and feel connected and so the community element is really the goal always it is working and and i've said this before like with friends when i go and i've seen you perform a bunch when I go to see my friend's shows now, I watch for other people. Like I don't, I'll watch you sometimes, yeah, sure. but I really love watching people react to the, to you. That's awesome. And I'll tell you something, I hadn't seen, and I've seen you perform a decent amount of times, dude. The reaction in the troubadour from each and every person mm-hmm. was unlike I anything I'd ever seen. Wow. In in, in, in any situation. That you had performed them before, they knew every like, dude. The loyalty in the community that's being built is really unwavering, and it's really strong. And people felt understood and connected to something bigger, and but also feeling exactly like themselves in that room. It was really cool to watch. Now you're gonna make me cry. That's no, it's so cool. Special that you say it like that. That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want. I really craved that. Um, I craved that safe space as a kid, and so it's oh. really special that people feel that way at our shows because that's means so much to me, you know? Um, and so I, I love those people, whether it's their first show or their hundredth, it's just like, that's, that's what drives me. Dude, it's working. Thanks, man. Does it amaze you that you're I still- I need my own hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> you could use it. No, I was like, yeah, sure. Here. We're putting a lot of tears in this hoodie guy. <laughs> no, but- <sighs> Thanks, brother. Th- there is something genuinely to what you're building, but also it keeps getting bigger every day. Is that weird? Like, that's a weird thing for us to realize, too, as someone who's been doing this a long time as well. It's like, yeah. every day new people find out who we are or listen, uh, listen to our podcast. They yeah. didn't know us yesterday. Crazy. And 
I think that's happening too with your music. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's awesome. And again, <laughs> right? I, I the think the room was packed with new people. And you know what? I was with somebody the other day and they were humming something. And I was like, I recognize what they're humming. It was Gucci bag. It was Gucci bag. Like, they're like, I was like, you're singing Gucci bag by Max. That's what's up, baby. Like, yeah. I was like, that's fucking great. That's my fucking guy. I love this. I'm never leaving. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, no, it's, I honestly, again, it's weird because I, it's, it's not the goal anymore. So it's cool that it's happening naturally when it's like, I'm not trying to have it happen anymore. I, I wish I could have told myself that 10 years ago, just like live in it, but you have to learn it on your own, in your own time, wherever you're at in your life, you know? Totally. And that's okay to not be there. Like, I don't look back and regret that I didn't feel this way then, but I'm so, I hope I feel this way for the rest of my life. That's, that's the success for me to just be just feeling like I'm grounded and I'm happy to be here. And, and I'll say this maybe as a reminder to myself, but like trying for so hard, I think allows you now to not try. Yeah. And may, like my therapist at one point called it like subconscious competence where you just like, you enter a stage of like, you just kind of do. But I think being able to enter that state only comes from like, I don't know, prioritizing and being engulfed in something and letting it consume you to a point where you can then step back and find balance. But like, Mm, I don't mm. know, it's hard to really master something that you're not engulfed by. I think you're right. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't know. Like, I'll tell you this, like the common thread amongst every person that we've ever interviewed is that at one point in time, their career engulfed the living shit out of them. Yes. And I think that's like a, yeah, you have to be. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And we've talked to so many people and no, but the the only thing in common. Yeah. I think is that. Yes. And and it can vary in lengths of time, Mm -hmm. but like it is very, dude, everybody. You have to. You're right. You have to pay your dues with it. You have to put your energy into it. And like it ha- the universe has to test if you really want it and for what reasons you want it, you know? Boom. And so I am grateful for that because it, it makes it that much more, you know, just satisfying. And, and I feel more content with it, but still passionate. I think that's the drive. The passion is the drive, not whatever the success is. The passion, as long as that's there, is it. Was there any point in your career where you were doubting yourself? You're like, I don't know if this is working out. I don't know if this is for me. Like, this isn't going the way I wanted. hundred times. Many. So many times. Oh, my gosh. I Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of one specific one, but a million times. You know, I think it's always there's always the lulls. The roller coaster goes up and down. And the longer you're in it, you're like, be just as happy in the low part as the high if you can, you know, or be, like live do. in that part. If you like be OK in that part. And I think there's been a couple of the lows where I've been like maybe I just need to not anymore or I need to pivot or whatever. But again, the only thing that's ever driven me is that I love doing it. And that's, that's the only thing that's made sense. So even when, you know, the calls are not getting returned or whatever it is for you, it's like, that's been the drive. But I can't tell you how many times I've, I've hit a wall or, or had a song again, or had like music that I feel like, why is, is, am I wrong that I'm trusting myself that I feel like this song is special? Like, should I be trusting these people that maybe have a lot more experience, you know? Um, so again, you just more often than not, your gut is right. And and I think that I had to kind of hate myself to realize that. <laughs> I get that. And also yeah. you had to prove yourself right a few times. Yes. A hundred percent. And I've been wrong many times too, of course. But you that's okay. A lot. Yeah, of course. I, but, yeah. I think you find more peace in you being wrong than somebody else being wrong. Totally. But you know, even like a say less with Duckworth, like, I don't know if that song's going to be heard in the same way that a, that a, that a butterflies or a stupid loves when we heard, but that doesn't mean that it's a wrong thing. You know, I think I've also gotten to a point where I'm realizing different things you do mean something in different spaces. And that's important to acknowledge and respect too. It's not wrong. It's just meant to be for something else rather than like the main song you hear, I guess. Well, that know? song should be heard by other people because it's so good. Thanks. For that's that. what the kids call a bop. <laughs> the bop, baby. Yeah. Thank you, baby. <laughs> I love it. Why'd you say that's what the kids call? Because that's what the kids call a bop. I love it. I love it. Don't shame him. Don't shame shame him, baby. Don't shame him. It's so old. (laughs) It's so crusty. Like, that's fucking old. Wow. You're hot, Dan. Thank you. Sorry. You're beautiful. (laughs) Well, but there is something to having that song mean something to the communities that need it, right? Yes. And also, it plays a larger part in what you're trying to build. Yeah. And... So when you say like may not be heard by, I mean one, do you say that because it is like it's a dance record or what? Like what? Like what? What? I don't know. You know. You know what? I have realized for myself again, and this doesn't go for everybody, obviously, but like the songs of mine that are the most vulnerable 
usually the ones that connect the most, you know, even if it's masked in a, in a, in a very pop song, the ones that have a real heart underneath are about a real story. And not that say less isn't that it's just a little more fun. It's a little more like it's dancey. It's, it's a little sexier, I guess is the way to say it's just like, it's not as like, I'm stupid in love with you. It's like, say less, baby. Let's like, let's dance. Let's have a good time. Whatever. Like, let's use that mouth for something else. That's like, that's a, <laughs> that's not less of like a vulnerable thing. It's more of like a fun thing. So I think that, and again, there's a space for that, but well, I think that, yeah, you know, wasabi, I don't know if ever, yeah, go for is, it. Wasabi's in the same vein, right? Yeah, totally. And again, love it. So fun. Great to see that the fans of the show love that one because <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's more of a fan favorite, which is great. That's a good song. Thank you, man. So that was a really fun one. Again, with Cody, we just, in my parents' garage, <laughs> the common thread. What happened with Bozzy and Jake? How'd that come to be? So cool. I mean, Jake and I were um, talking for a, a while. Like, he invited me to a show. I had to babysit for my beautiful daughter. Like, didn't get to go. <laughs> um, had this song. Felt like he just was, like, right for it. So uh, why it was both Jake and Bozzy is actually because I asked both. Of, I just gauged interest from both of them because <laughs> they were both friends. And I felt like they both would have been great. And I, it was happening quickly. Like the song was coming out. They wanted it to come out quickly at the label. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, And then they both wanted to be on it. I was like, oh crap. Okay. And then I was like, why not just both? They were fans of each other. So it kind of just like the three man Spider-Man love song guy thing (laughs) emerged. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really cool record. Uh, I'm glad they were both a part of it. And he's so tall. I know we talk about this a lot, but just didn't know that when we made the song, how Mm -hmm. tall he is and how small I am and (laughs) making those TikToks was some of the best stuff for that strings record, just to like show the sheer size differences, you know, the lover boy size difference. (laughs) And then Dixie got on the song too, right? Yeah, she was, I met her backstage at a Big Time Rush show. Longer story short, you know, we got to bring up my brother-in-law in every interview, whether you say it or not, but <laughs> Daniel, my, 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 was he my into wonderful Dixie? brother. Um, Daniel was uh, was connected, let's just say, to uh, a team member of Dixie's, so I had heard about They, We talked about that backstage <laughs> at Big Time Rush. It was kind of funny. I don't want to blow up any funny spots. So Interesting. We just kind of bonded about that. Um, and I then, feel like I met this person. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Again, not my place to say it, but I'm just saying there was a natural connection between my family and Dixie. Saw each other backstage at Big Time Rush. She really loved the song. I was like, let's, you know, you want to be in the music video? And then, and then there was like, jump on a version. And, and yeah, it was just great. It was cool that she was a part of it. When you have so many people on a song, what's left for you? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> At what point does it go from your song to everyone else's? That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Just one is probably good on the song. You know, you got to experiment with it. How many, how many lover boys can we get on one song and then throw Dixie on there? You know, it's just, you know, but like, hello, same thing. I mean, I don't know. It's, and it was really fun. Like, I'll never forget my friend Taka from Wanaka Rock. I don't know if you guys know that band. He's amazing. We were in Japan. He just starts singing Lights Down Low. And I was like, you want to do a version? And he did the Japanese version. Like, I was just like, why not? You like the song? Let's do it. So, Isn't it crazy that you have the power to do that with your art? Really? I think that's why I keep doing it. Because yeah. it's really cool that, you know, you never know how it's going to connect. Kim Petras, the same with Love Me Less. I was I'll just like, I'm obsessed Fl- with this artist. Jump on the song if you want to. Let's go. So Fletcher too, right? And Fletcher. My gr- I freaking love Fletcher. So it's like, whatever at the time influences <laughs> the collaboration. I'm like, I love you and your art. Here's a song that's doing stuff. You want to jump on? Like you may yeah. go down in history as the artist with the most collaborations. <laughs> I, I, I think we should do some research on this. <laughs> oh man! But what's interesting oh, is man. the last. I'm all about it. Let's go. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the last four songs you released on Love and Stereo are just solo. You. There's no collaborations on the last is, four left. Is yes. that like a like? Are you making a conscious effort to do that? Yeah, I was like, I can't just. I'm. You know, uh, then it's going to be featuring the Ty Dolla Sign album. You know, <laughs> probably that. He's the guy who has the most. You may. We might have to fight for it, but um, <laughs> yeah, company. no, I think I think I was just like I was like that's enough. Let's leave some solo songs and hopefully people like them. Well, let's talk about love never felt like this because that mm. song is magical. Are you gonna make wow. fun of that one? Thank too? you, thank uh, you. No, it's a magical so, bop. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm so glad you say that, Giddy Jeff Giddy on that guitar. Any, I, maybe you haven't heard the song, but there's this guitar. That's the magic of the song. He started playing that riff, and I was like, this is a forever. Like, am I watching like? an incredible riff of all time. And again, who knows what will happen with that song, but man, I just, I wrote it for my daughter and my wife, which was the first time I ever did that. So it's like both about, you know, holding Edie in my arms in the hospital and also meeting my wife and like the evolution of love never felt like this for, for both of them. And sort of the combination of the two as well, like loving my wife differently after our daughter was born because it is something totally different than you can expect because now you like respect your partner as a mother it's like a can't even explain it it's just um a remarkable 
connection as a partner. Yeah, that is like, it's biological. It's everything. You're like, damn, we're making humans now. <laughs> that's crazy. We're making humans. It's just the craziest thing you can do with somebody. Yeah. When you make hear, humans. When you hear a guitar riff that's that good, are you like, oh man, how do I write a song that's just as good as this guitar riff? It just naturally happened, to be honest with you. Like I was just so inspired by it. And it was, it took a second because he's like such an icon on guitar and he just, I was like, please, can you play guitar for something? Like he was doing other stuff and I was like, can you please just take the guitar off the wall? The first thing he plays is that. And I was like, that's why you need to take the guitar off the wall, King, please. And so that was, that was cool. I, I love getting to work with, you know, legends like him in the studio. It's, it's magic. He did so much of my favorite, like Anderson Pac and her stuff. And God, that's one of my favorite things to just work with those producers. So yeah, that was cool. Are Glad you, you like that song. Are you going into sessions with somebody you want to write for, like like a person in mind that you're writing to, or how does it work for you? And yeah, is it sometimes. usually based on like a riff or production? The ones I think that work the most are the ones where the playing field is even. It could be for me. It could be for it's like whatever song wins. I like to say, you walk into that room and don't deny it. Like because sometimes for my own album, I put it in a box. I'm like, I need this song or I need this thing, but. I start a great example is the happily ever after song with TXT because that was in the album process started writing that song and I was like I don't know what this is but I love this so let's just do it let's just make this the song and then we'll figure out why it's supposed to be what know? are you writing to though we start production from scratch you know Dwilly did that one um, who also did strings and well on this record and we were in a space where we were like having a lot of fun with these like these strings picks and then putting beats around them like sort of Jersey Club experimentation over these love songs. <laughs> so that's where it started with that and then like usually a title or a little melody and yeah, we just go from there. Wow. Is, is there any one way to do it or are you doing it a different way every time? Never one way to do it. I've realized that. I think I've told this story before but short story was Patrick Stump from Fall Out Boy. We did a song on my first album called 10 Victoria's Secret Models. I told him a story about seeing my wife on the train on Halloween for the first time, blah, 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 for like an hour. And then he's like, all right, go to the grocery, leave for an hour. And I was like, oh, okay. I come back. He had written the chorus, like off of what I had said, which I didn't even know I said. And that was the first time I ever realized, like, there's no right way to write a song. Like, you can have your process, but just be open to whatever wins in that room. But in that room, that's what works for Patrick, right? Like, because I'm yes. assuming that that's how he works with Fall Out Boy. Must be. Or like, I know that Pete I've, sends him lyrics, you know, it's like, that's a process too. So again, it's whatever works with the collaborators, I guess. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you learn from every collaboration you do, you must. Oh, oh always. Every single time. I mean, with, with um, again, just jumping through the collaborations, with Keshi for It's You, he just came to my house. I DM'd him on Instagram. I love his music. First thing we did with It's You, just me and him in the garage. Like, Jesus starts playing guitar. We build out the whole thing from scratch. We bonded over our, our relationships. And again, that was just like a soul bond. I mean, that wasn't like a track or anything. But then with Yet to Come with BTS, they sent me that track. The track you hear was like done for a year or something. And I just wrote like six songs to it. So really six mm, different songs, so many songs. I was just like, if I have this opportunity, I'm going to write with everybody possible. And, uh, the one they ended up using and, and co-writing to was just my own that I did on the airplane. Which <laughs> was crazy. What is, okay, so what do you learn in that moment? <laughs> Trust yourself a little more again. Yeah. Like, I think we've talked about this in past interviews. Like Sometimes the collaboration is the best thing, but sometimes uh, I have been learning to just trust. Like Sometimes the thing by myself is the most vulnerable, and maybe that's the thing that's the clay for somebody to use. Totally. You but it's that? also scary. So scary. Because I'm like, I don't, is this good enough? I'm like, is this for the be biggest group in the world? Like, the, uh, are you sure you want like my little song? But then Dolly Parton's my hero. And every time she talks about, yeah, I will always love you, yeah. her little song, it's very humbling to be like a piece of your heart is special. And it may not be liked by all, but if someone gets it, they'll do something with it, which is beautiful. And they did. And they did. It's so cool. Yeah, it lives forever. Yeah. Very special. No, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, cool. Dolly, that's the that's the only collaboration I'm really manifesting next. I'm going to say it in every interview forever. I'll manifest, Dolly. I'll manifest that one for we you. We got to do it, baby. That's my girl. Knock on that wood. <laughs> Knock on that. Hey, yeah, it's good. Wood. We got. That's why good you got wood. wood. It's good wood. By the way, Love and Stereo is waiting for you on Amazon Music. There's a link below. Yes, it is. Click it. What are you thinking? Well, you were talking about how some of the songs sound nostalgic earlier, and uh, Keep It Chill sounds like a 2000s, yeah. like Timberlake, Timberland type thing. That one is 100% inspired by is that. Is that time. okay? 100%. Well, you nailed it. You nailed Yo, it. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, we gotta get, like, we started making that beat. It was me, Drew Love, Mod Royal, Cody Deer. We were just like, yeah, well, this has to be this. You know, I don't know. 
if people will like this or not. But that's one of my favorite like live songs too. And and the uh, put your favorite movie on or maybe we can make one has been a has been a fan favorite <laughs> line, which has been cool. So you never know. I'm glad you like that. I love that. I love that that style is kind of resurging too. You know, it's it's not a lot on the album, but it was nice to put a little flavor of what I grew up on in there. It is coming back. It's coming back, baby. I'm a big, you know, I loved NSYNC, so it's uh, all that stuff is coming back. What is it like to write a song for your daughter and title it's, it her name? It's, um, it, uh, it is, I just want to say it fucks me up. It does. <laughs> I was trying to think of something more eloquent, but, um, you know, it's, it goes beyond career. It goes to like, what is left when you're gone? What is our legacy as humans? What? will matter probably nothing but like the energy we give to those we love and as a dedication to her again sorry a lot of vulnerability in this interview um i um i wrote a line in it where i hope one day you'll meet someone they're gonna love you just as much i hope they show you the world the way you've never seen the years are short uh the days are long the years are short the days are long you'll have this song after i'm gone that was the line that really screwed me up because um it's thinking about that in my acknowledging that like this is my little piece for her. And like one day my great, great grandchildren, hopefully will just like hear this little piece of a guy they didn't even know, but wrote it for their grandma. Like that's, that's the, that's the stuff that really hits me in the heart. I get it. It's yeah. moralized, but it's how I feel about her. You know, it's like, that's, you know, I'll write her hundreds of songs, I'm sure. And she may not even care, which is all good. It's all I can do, you know, but, um, but that line specifically was the first time I think I really acknowledged us not being here and the humans. We live, oh my God, tissues sponsored by Kleenex. No, you got to get money for that. You got to get money for that. Cut the check. But uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, it's different than anything I've ever done before. And again, just in the moment, like to start those lines with this fresh human in your arms that you're just like, whoa, my world's never going to be the same. Like, I'm not even me anymore. I'm your dad. That's, That's first. Crazy. And this is the first song of what I do that I'm just like writing for you sitting here. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it was beautiful. And who knows who will hear it, but as long as it's for her, that's what matters. That is the priority. Always. You yeah. write that in the hospital room? Yeah, literally. Wow. Emily was, uh, you know, getting the rest she deserved. <laughs> she had just made a human and I was holding Edie in the rocking chair in my arms in the hospital room. And I just like, I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I'm not gonna be my phone. I'm not, even, I don't even want to look at my phone. Like, I just want to be in this moment. Like, what else are you gonna do besides that's how I communicate with her? You know, just. Is that your love language? I think it's one of them. You know, I think so. Uh, I, yeah, I think um, so, like just solidifying these little these little time capsules, I guess so. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. I, the visual of you writing a song in the hospital room with your daughter in your arms is really moving. <sighs> it's a core memory forever, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that it, it connects. You know, who do you bring that song to once it's written? The gorgeous Sean Douglas, who I've been working with forever. Johnny Simpson, who did Butterflies, produced mm -hmm. Butterflies, got in the room with those two. Sean Douglas is a dad as well. He's, he goes back to gibberish. Justice for gibberish for anybody who knows my old geography. Justice for gibberish. So that and I didn't write that song. Sean wrote that song, and that's how we first got connected. And then we wrote a bunch. We've written so many songs over the years. Um, but he's one of my favorite dads, humans, songwriters that I've gotten to work with. Strings, checklist. I've done so many songs with them. So I really entrusted that he knew what it felt like, and he really brought it to a new level as a song. So shouts to him and Johnny for giving their hearts too. You gotta listen to it. Love and Stereo is waiting for you. Link in the description below. It's all on Amazon Music. Final thoughts? Does your daughter, has she started to understand what you do? I. She, it's so funny. Yes, I think so. And she is going on her own tours in our house. It's hilarious. Like <laughs> She didn't, again, no influence. She's just clearly into this, which is awesome. She has her little ukulele. <laughs> Two, two final stories to tell, which are hilarious just because she's the best. First one is that we were at our place in New York, which you guys have been to many times. It's a big spot, so there's a bunch of people in different rooms. And she took her little guitar, played for one room, put it down, <laughs> went to the next room, played for the other group. And I was like, she's going on her own tours. This is crazy. And then the other day, same thing. Keshi came over to my house. And, you know, for those who don't know, gorgeous man, covered in tattoos, <laughs> amazing rock star. And she first thing she does, she whips out the ukulele, he walks in the house, she starts playing it. Then he takes off his shirt just to have like an undershirt. She starts touching his tattoos. She starts <laughs> touching him, starts touching his face. 
goes for his belt. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no. And uh, I was like, at least she has taste. But also this is what I'm gonna feel like as a girl dad. Like she likes rock stars. Oh no. So that's currently my life. Like three-year-olds seeing the trajectory of my life. So it's cool that clearly I'm like, really want her to just have her own path. But it is, those moments are cool to see that like the fun stuff is being, you know, it's, it's being bestowed on her if she likes doing it, you know, whatever the passion comes from. Have you thought about leaving your parents' garage? Um, I have only because sometimes I bring artists in there like, what is this is where it happens? And they're like, this is where the magic happens. I'm like, yeah, you know, and uh, it takes a second, especially for like the superstars who go in there. Who's oh the most God. famous person you've, you've brought to your Oh my God, that's a subjective question, I guess. I guess so, um, yeah. so many. I'm trying to think of who is thrown off the most. Um, uh, shoot, I don't know. I mean... I'm a, it's Keshi's the best. I love his rise and I want I want him to be the superstar he is. So I'm yeah. going to say him. But now like it's like home to him. He goes there and he like has the muffins and stuff. Um, <laughs> but I've definitely have, have had other people that have been thrown off because they walk in and they're like, oh, okay. They bring like their whole entourage. Like there's like six people in their entourage. <laughs> Some amazing hip hop artists that have come there. There have been guns. I've been like, can you please leave your gun? Like, this is my parents' garage. Um <laughs> So anyway, true story. Um, but 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 yeah, no, I I've thought about it, but I can't. It's like I it's a strange comparison, but I used to hear that Prince would never not work on the same soundboard, yeah. and I feel like I can't stop working in that garage, even if I work some other places. Like all the best songs keep coming out of there, so don't ever be there forever, it. right? I'm gonna be like 45 and be like, Mom, you got, you got muffins. <laughs> you got muffins for Stevie Wonder. He's <laughs> in the garage, and that's okay. <laughs> Dolly's here, Mom. Sick. Dolly Parton would love that though. Oh, like, my, she would probably cook with my. That's the dream. Oh my God, my grandpa's <laughs> stoked in his grave right now. If Dolly Parton came to my garage, are you like actively reaching out to like Dolly Parton to work with her? Yes, she wrote me a letter a few years ago about butterflies. It's in my house. Oh, we right. almost met this summer on Big Time Rush, but literally rerouted my bus to Nashville to go see her, had the appointment, everything, got sick at 6 p.m. the night before they 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 canceled. So anyway, good things take time. This has been my whole life in the process. So you'll get there. I hope it happens. No, and I'm believe, just for I'm, now I'm just like stoked that she has a song with Pitbull. Let's go, Dolly. Slay Dolly. <laughs> you can do no wrong, Dolly. <laughs> I believe in you. Thanks, brother. I support this mission. Thank you, man. Final thoughts, Daniel? Uh yeah, last question is do you still get nervous showing Emily songs you write for? Um, not anymore. I just assume she's not going to like them. She just like, and if she loves them, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but I love that she doesn't, it's not what connects our relationship. Yeah. I've learned to really accept and love that she appreciates and loves it, but she's there for us mm -hmm. and she's not afraid to say she doesn't like one. Really? And usually those are not the best ones. So she's got the taste. The ones that have worked have been the ones she liked. So. That's, the, that's the honesty you need though. Always. I. That's all I say to my whole crew. You can say whatever you want to me. I would rather you be honest with me, if, even if it's brutal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Stay honest, guys. You're good. Follow one. my dreams. I love you, Max. Love you, Zach. Love, love you, Dan. Love you, Max. You're very special. You're special. Love and Stereo is waiting for you. Listen to it on Amazon Music. Appreciate you. Thank you. Let's group hug. Max, everybody. Woo! It's the Zach Sang Show.